Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of the call in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hello, welcome back to Wozbiz. Great to have your company for the next hour on a show we uh, call The Call, where we uh, take 10 stocks that you suggest, put them to an expert panel for their opinion. Uh, and what an expert panel we've got today. Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners. Dawesy, how are you? Good. Welcome. Yes. Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities. Michael, Thank how you. are you? Thank welcome. How uh, you? Hey, markets all over the place this week. Down, it's a, it's up. A, Got the jitters on inflation, yeah. everything. What's your reading of it at the moment? Well, I mean, I think inflation's still a long, long way away from where it is at the moment. I mean, for for the markets to be concerned, but obviously they're always worried about these kinds of things going forward. So, um, you know, wage growth has to really start to kick. That's yeah. not, I mean, but we are seeing some inflation in commodities, food, those kinds of things. So yeah. sort of everyday and items. And James Hardy for saying it's supply chain, yes. sort of lumber, uh, lumber raw materials for is going up. Housing and and Borrell yeah. also, I think, have come out and said something the same. So yeah, there are pockets of inflation yeah. potentially, but I still think it's a while away. And so the market's just going to get a little bit of ahead of itself, sell over, right. oversell. And then uh, today, okay. it's a great day. I mean, it's it, the future's looking pretty good. So okay. Michael, what do you think of the market at the moment? Yeah, look, it's very difficult. I mean, we had one day at an all-time high last week. We lasted one day, um, but then we're, we're back back down. So, I mean, the whole inflation thing, everyone's been talking about it for months. It's not like yeah. it's uh, just suddenly appeared out of nowhere. And I, I agree with Adam. I mean, there's pockets, but unless you see that wage inflation, um, yeah, it's yeah. just it's not enough to, um, you know, get those interest rates up at levels that we don't want to see. And I mean, a little bit of inflation is good. I mean, if we yeah. know that oh, yeah. lumber is a bit expensive, it's a bit expensive to renovate your house. It, it gets us into gear and gets us doing things and that stimulates the economy. So yeah. there is a positive to what we're seeing at yeah. the moment, but oh. the share market just doesn't agree at the moment. Yeah. It just can't, can't be too hot or too cold. It's sort of got to be a Goldilocks right, yeah. economy, doesn't yeah. uh, to go Absolutely. forward. What Reserve Bank saying, happy with 3% wage growth, Inflation two to three percent for an extended period before they move on loads. Mm. So longer for lower, lower, yeah. lower for longer. Longer, yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems <laughs> that despite what bond markets are saying. All right, and let, before we kick off with uh, your ten stocks, uh, I always choose a stock of the day. It's something that's in the news. Qantas, uh, the flying kangaroo, forecasting losses before tax of over two billion dollars in the financial year to June thirty, despite saying debt levels have peaked and are beginning to reduce comes as it unveils fresh cost-cutting initiatives to help weather the COVID storm 
including a two-year wage freeze and offering voluntary redundancies for cabin crew in its international division. Look ahead, the airline again pushing back international travel now to December after the Morrison government said it doesn't expect to open borders until mid-22. Um, sort of, Dorsey, Qantas mm. has been seen as sort of an, an opening stock, hasn't it, to uh, get trade. on board? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the announcement and also prospects for it now? Well, look, I mean, nobody knows when the international borders are going to open up. So, yeah. you know, they, they're putting a line in the sand six months from now or, or in two years' time or, or whenever. So I don't really think anybody really knows. So... I think they're using it as a little bit of a crutch to sort of say, okay, well, things aren't as good as what we expected. Uh, yes, there's going to be a loss there. They are looking for overall targeting of a billion dollars annual cost savings by 2023. So, you know, that that's huge yep. to get that. But they need to do that because of obviously this loss or the underlying earnings aren't there. I was surprised to hear today when I did a bit of work on it that they have reached to 95% of their capacity of domestic travel. For the for the June quarter, mm. so that does mean people are moving and things like that. And we just spoke about it. That obviously, Qantas is looking for that overall domestic travel to really be their cash cow moving forward. And then international is going to be really so the cream on top. So look, I think Qantas is is okay. I mean, we did see the reopening trade, and now you know it, it's now sort of come to fruition that that reopening is going to be extended a little bit longer and longer. For me, it's probably a hold. I've never been a huge fan of uh, airlines. It takes a lot of people to get you on the plane. Yeah. And then what we just spoke about, how can corporates actually uh, plan out um, their travel when you've got so many things, you know, states going out, uh, no, no international yeah, the travel. Uncertainty the huge, uncertainty is huge. So I think, yeah, this one will travel along sideways. I think the market's already digested this. We knew that this was going to happen. So I think it's, it's, it's a move forward, but I wouldn't be buying anymore at these okay. levels. Michael? Yeah, look, I think it is a hold here. I mean, if we look out far enough, we know that, um, you know, the capacity will increase. People, you know, people are itching to travel um, and they will travel. Um, and it's just a matter of time. And I mean, I've, I've spoken about the reopening trade as well, the, the travel stocks and we've been in and out and, you know, initially made money and then recently just, it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been pretty difficult. Um, I guess I'm not surprised that people are itching to get travelling again. And I'm not surprised that, that we're getting vaccinated, even though it is a bit slow. But mm. I guess I haven't factored in just the ineptitude of government at this sort of mm. level in terms of, you know, are we allowed, we're going to allow our citizens to travel, are we not? And now they're talking about vaccination passports for to cross borders. I mean, it's just the uncertainty in this sector. I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised by it. It just, it mm. really is yeah. um, worse than what I thought it, it would actually end up being. So, yeah, if you look, if you look long enough, I think you'll make money holding Qantas here. But yeah, it's, I mean, there's basically three different headlines every day. Can we yeah. travel? Can we not? What you know, we're pushing it out to this state or not? That's and it's point. just, it's going to be a really wild ride for investors if you're holding Qantas here. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to see what it would do over the next six months. But yeah, as I said, long enough. You do. We'll, you do get a sense that there's lots of pressure on the government now to open the board if you're vaccinated mm. and to use travel as an incentive for people to get to vaccinate. vaccinated. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, you know, some uh, really intelligent people I've spoken to go, oh, why wait? I'm not traveling anywhere mm. and da, da, da. And you go, well, 
What if you could have, oh, I'd get vaccinated tomorrow? That's right. Um, yeah. So I wonder with the slow vaccination rollout, whether the government will start saying, okay, the, because the uh, Jane Holton I was talking to the other day, who's uh, now special advisor, ex-boss of the health department, saying, if you're vaccinated, um, you because everyone says, oh, if you're vaccinated, you're still a carrier or can get it. But she said your infection drops to something like 5% of right. what it is mm. for if you weren't vaccinated. So, wow. so it's very minor you infecting somebody else, even if you do get it when you're vaccinated. Yeah. So yeah. all of that sort of stuff is starting to come out from important people. And I'm thinking maybe they might use travel and borders. So, and they want students back, international students. That's exactly right. That's a big yeah. kicker for Australia, is yeah, that, that, absolutely. that international students. It's going to be fascinating, yeah. as you yeah. say, but who knows when you put your hands in governments? Because yeah. Well, it seems like you've got, a, you've got a rational argument on one hand and then you have yeah, yeah. the fear-mongering argument on the other. Yeah, it seems political. like fear's still working at the moment. And, so. and, of course, the Morrison government is going to go to a federal election. They've already seen lockdowns are a golden ticket to win elections yeah. from state premiers. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get into your uh, stocks that you've suggested. Let's take a look at. Um, and Dorsey, yeah. uh, Mark wants a view on some Barbara. is saying, I'm looking to buy another company for its dividend yield. What worries me is that they pay a dividend of 50 cents, but their earnings per share, 27 cents. Uh, how can they pay almost twice as much as they earn? I'd appreciate the panel's opinion and very timely uh, Mark, because Barbara put out a um, an update, sold off production guidance just what two days ago. Correct. Quarries downgraded them. Yep. It's a good time to ask a question. It is certainly. But first, was it Mark that yeah, said this? Mark. Mark. First of all, I'm looking at the camera straight at you, Mark. <laughs> Never buy a resource stock for a dividend. Okay, so everybody repeat that back to me. Never buy a resource <laughs> stock for a dividend. So that's my first thing. The reason is, but they, is that they are paying great dividends. The gold miners at the moment. At the moment is okay. the key uh, word. Underlying capital. Right. Uh, yeah. So basically, resources move in cycles, and those cycles will continue to move. Now, obviously, we're seeing a super cycle at the moment in resource side of things, and but really, at the end of the day, um, can they, with all in sustaining costs for the production? then allow that. Now, if gold price starts to move higher, then it looks a little bit more favorable, but gold price will move in cycles and this is part of that cycle. So yeah, never buy a resource stock for a dividend. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, yes, they came out the other day and ground downgraded Gualia, which is one of their major uh, production areas. And they did say that production has basically declined or been downgraded by about 20 to 40,000 ounces. So it is a pretty significant downgrade. And what I always look for in a gold company is the all-in sustaining costs of how much they actually take cost to get it out of the ground. That cost is around about $1,500 to $1,700 an ounce. Now, where gold price is at the moment, let's say $1,800 US, which is about $210, $2,200, that doesn't leave a lot of room for any kind of issues like these downgrades. So I'd be very cautious. It would be a sell from me, St. Barbara. Okay. Michael? Um, I'm the same. So, yeah, wouldn't want to be holding it here. I think that um, you're really bottom fishing at the moment to try to pick up St. Barbara here. You know, with the back, in the background, we have gold, the gold price heading, heading higher. We've got the US dollar heading higher. Is it lower. though? It's edging high. I know. It's not, uh, it's not shooting the lights out. But well, everyone's you... saying cryptos are now replacement <laughs> for gold. And I kept saying, nah. 
can't be. Can't be the hedge. Then I'm thinking, if, if all these inflation fears are around, I think the gold price would have gone up further. And, yeah. It's you know, not at the moment, though, is it? I mean, no, it's, one, it's starting to... It's, you can it's, crept, feel it's crept yeah. higher, and if you look at... So, assume that, that you believe the gold price will continue to head higher. So, you've made that assumption. You're looking for a gold miner. In the last yeah. several weeks, you've seen increases in the share prices of... We're looking at the big boys, Newcrest, Northern yeah. Star, Evolution. Yeah. And then you look at St. Barbara. It's heading the opposite direction. They issue another downgrade. Yeah. So, really, to buy it here, you're just hoping that all that bad news is in the past and suddenly it'll head higher, but there'll, you'll need some sort of catalyst. I mean, these stocks move at a great rate of knots. Only a few days ago, it was $2. Now it's mm. $1.70 something. So oh, yeah. it'll move south pretty quickly. So it's, I think it's a dangerous game to play bottom fishing um, resource stocks. And look, if your assumption that the gold price heading up is wrong, then you, you know, you're you sort of paddling even Gee, yeah, this, this chart, yeah. this chart just if it drops Triple well bottom. below 170, that's yeah, it's, crunch it's time. Guess on where the everyone charts, stops are. Yeah. yeah. So what, you, what you'll see here is everyone's looking at support, yeah. but it's very, like, when you look at charts, it's interesting to see how it gets to support. So in the case of St. Barbara, if it eased into support, sat there for a while, you could start to feel confident Correct. that something right. might happen. But this is just plummeted into support. So what you'll get is a few bottom fishes um, come in and for a few days it'll bounce really feebly and then right. it'll just get smoked. And I think all the stops will get triggered under $1.76 or wherever that level is. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. dangerous game to play. Okay. All right. So thank you for that, Mark. Uh, very timely, uh, the question. Uh, Michael, Corey wants a view on PWR, um, which is uh, involved in... Um, basically cooling sort of systems, isn't it? Yep. Big into V8 mm. supercars and things like that. You see um, PWR on the side of a lot of the, the V8 supercars are into cooling systems in the automotive market, but a bit wider than that as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, as, as a lot of people know, they supply the cooling systems to Formula One teams and, yeah. and, and, and you know, international motorsport. They're a bit of a world leader so, too, aren't they? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, yeah, they've really got a nice, uh, nice stake there on, on, on that, yeah. um, uh, on that sector. So, uh, the share price, I guess, struggled last year, like everything, COVID, yeah. um, not everyone was rushing out to buy new cooling systems. A lot of the old cars were carried over, um, to, to this year for, um, for the different motorsport series. Um, and then we could see in February, so when I look at the chart here, we could see, so flatline back end of last year, uh, and then February it broke out of that, and it's been trending really nicely since then. So from a charting perspective, it looks really good. Um, yeah, the, the business is, is growing again, so obviously earnings are starting to, to grow again after COVID. Um, this is a business where the owner uh, owns about 27% of the stock, so good skin oh. in the game. So it ticks all those sorts of boxes. Um, look, I'd, I'd be happy to hold it here. I think it's trading well. As I said, they're back to growing their earnings um, and uh, nice management um, stake as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's a hold definitely on uh, valuation basis more than anything else. They did come up with an upgrade. Their revenue numbers were looking quite good. Everything was, you know, sort of continuing to move. And even they talked about their non-motorsports revenue starting to actually move forward as well. Um, so these guys do have some good prospective uh, earnings going forward. 
And they've attributed a lot of that growth to emerging technologies and OEM, which was about 50% of its overall revenue growth. So um, look, I think it's okay. And it's a segment that I don't really look at. I think, you know, for me, I usually like the big boy in the room, which is ARB. That's probably my preferred place if you're wanting to go into that space. But look, certainly there's some other ones out there, but this one looks good. But valuation wise, I think it's on trading on 26 times a full year 2022 PE. So probably a little bit exy up here, but valuations, I think you'd hold it. I'm happy with okay. it. All right. Um, I skipped over one, uh, APA Group. Perfect. Um, You're keeping, up. keeping us on our toes. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> it's Think of it as the toll road for uh, gas transportation. Rather than roads, this is pipes yep. that links all the gas fields around Australia and it clips the ticket on all of the producers sending gas through. And the basically. biggest one in Australia as well. So they've yep. beaten up a lot of these smaller players and then basically consolidated it all. For me, this one is a, is a portfolio stalwart or, you know, I do put this in for being sort of very defensive because we can project out earnings over sort of a 30 year horizon of, of gas being produced and then and they need to get it out to the boat to get it out to the ocean uh, to get to the rest of the world. But I think there's been a structural change and this is why this stock's struggling a little bit and, and sort of doing a little bit of work on this one. Uh, of late, I'm thinking about starting to move away from it. Uh-huh. Um, it has been a, a good portfolio stock for us. Fantastic dividends as well. So the the, the reason is, is that I think that there's a, a broader issue with gas going forward and it's about the government's emission policy. And they've said that they're going to see a structural decline in gas usage over the next 30 years. And so that structural decline isn't going to be great for something like an APA. Yeah because that's basically their business going forward. We've started to see Origin and AGL talk about that structural change and really the amount of solar panels that are going on the roofs of people is now really starting to bite. We've seen AGL trying to re-energize their business. That's moving lower. Origin is trying to re-energize their business and they're continuing to go lower as well. I think those structural shifts in emissions policies going forward is going to be a really difficult one for APA. Because it is a transurban, it is that pipeline business, mm. it is still in that infrastructure. So there is a lot of security there. But I think a lot of people have bought this stock for a dividend. And I think you need to be careful because potentially that dividend might come off. So policy pressure is going to crimp the business longer term. So, yeah. Um, so where, where will you shift to? If it's, for, you know, this is back, back to Mark's point on St. Barbara. Um, trying to find yield stocks this was a good defensive yield stock um for a long time was it yeah very much so very much so so then you think like spark infrastructure or something but again they're right. going to be under the same pressure yeah, the new zealand based one yeah right? so they're yeah. going to be under the same pressure as well so i, I don't know uh, yeah. you either you go the producer side but then they're going to be under pressure as well yeah, yeah. um maybe you just have to sort of change tack and and look at something totally different or buy a transurban, you right. know, maybe you look at something like that, that's that infrastructure still, and it's a road <coughs> policy. But mm. for me, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say, because I'm going to be talking to my clients over the next week and a half, this is a sell. Right. I okay. think longer term, this is under some structural issues and it's going to be tough for them to re-energize the business. Mm. They are looking at uh, doing some solar and I think they bid for tilt renewables that fell over. So I think they are in the market to try and find something. Right, diversify. But I think that's going to take time okay. and I think the pressure on the stock is going to be lower. Michael? 
On the positive note, with, <laughs> <laughs> you know this is negative yeah, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, on the, on the positive note, when, it, when you look at other utilities, the, the good thing about APA is they're not as regulated as some of the others yeah. and that they have over so time. So they set their own price rather they, than government ex- do it for exactly, you. Exactly, they've been able to do that. But then we look at the negatives and they start to outweigh that, that one positive. So that the big, the big one that, um, that Adam's mentioned just with how we're going down renewables and, yeah. and demand for gas. Um, the other thing that we have to remember is um, the just general market demand for utilities is not as great when interest rates are going up. So if we have a situation where interest rates are heading higher, um, the investor looks at um, you know basically cash in the bank for a reliable yield as opposed to uh, a stock which has yeah. a reliable yield because it's still a stock, so it carries risk. So I think we're entering an environment where the good times are probably over for the utility stocks. The way APA is trading, to me, it looks like it's already starting to factor that in. So mm. over the last year, to me, it looks like it's sort of topped out above 11 bucks and is, is, on, is on a bit of a slide. And, um, and also when we have a look at their earnings compared to their dividend at the moment, the dividend for this one's also above what mm. their earnings are. So it looks fairly unsustainable at the moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd be looking to exit if I was right. in this one. Okay, all right. So um, that wasn't clear. in the portfolio, though, was it? Uh, no, that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're all clear. <laughs> all right. Our next stop, Robin wants a view on AUB uh, Group. Uh, Robin says we're retiring soon and are looking for stocks that pay a good dividend. So we've been talking about this. So mm-hmm. we've given you a couple of ideas already. Uh, Robin, this is um, basically a, an insurance broker network, a roll up. Uh, the the big ones in the sector, AUB and Steadfast would be the other one. Yep. Uh, AUB has, um, what, 94 businesses servicing 700,000 clients, 450 locations. Uh, Michael, what do you think of AUB? And mm. is, it, is it good for dividends that Robin's after? Um, yeah, look, so far, so far, so good. So I, I guess in the complete opposite to APA, they're, um, you know, the earnings are growing. Um, their recent update, at their recent update, they increased their guidance. When when we're looking at premiums, it came in at the upper end of, of, of what they guided. So the business is heading in the right direction. They're all doing the right things. And that's a business that can afford to pay dividends and hopefully increase dividends yeah. over time. So um, that's all good. When I look at the chart, it's basically heading the right way, trending really well. Yeah. The only one thing I noticed with it, I'd still have it as a hold. Um, right. But I just noticed yesterday the trading range this in this stock it, it ranged between about twenty dollars and eighteen dollars intraday. Um, look, yesterday was a crazy day on the yeah. market. But when you, if you're looking at trends closely, uh, if the if the thing normally trades in a range of about say twenty cents a day and then suddenly it does two dollars a day, it could be an early warning sign of you know, mm. maybe people are trying to get out and there's a bit of you know that extra that extra volatility for me is just a sign to just watch it, um, but look, I'd I'd hold it here. I wouldn't use that as an excuse to bail out. Um, yeah, as I said, increasing earnings um, coming right. in at top end of guidance, um, paying good dividends. Would you get into it for a, if you want a uh, dividend exposure for your portfolio? I'd I'd probably give it a given what the market's doing and yesterday's move. I'd probably give it a few days and just make yep. sure that the market's not going to roll over. But yep. um, assuming everything stabilizes here in the next few days, then yes, I'd be happy. Yep. Yeah, I really like this business and, uh, you know, I looked at it a long time ago, didn't do anything about it, then re-looked at it a couple of months ago and was like, 
geez, where did this thing go? Like it's really started to move up. Their roll-up strategy is very, very good at yeah. what they do, that, that rolling up of those businesses and getting it right. I don't think they overpay too much, and that's the issue that you have with roll-ups is that they continue to pay more going forward. But they did say that third quarter 2021 is going to be a robust revenue mm. growth and margin improvement. So, look, I, I think this one's okay. The dividend yield is forecast around 2.4%, which is, and then add franking onto that, plus 100% franking. And they're forecasting by 2023 to be 2.7%. So, it's not huge. Right. As the share price obviously moves higher, then that dividend, obviously, uh, that dividend yield starts to, to move a little bit lower. But I think overall, I think Ausbrokers is a very good business. They've got some really good roll-ups. Um, I'm quite close to that one. My father works for Ausbrokers, so I sort of get a bit right. of a, not inside, but I get a, an understanding and he's saying that they are cutting costs and they're moving uh, to obviously do a lot more in that electronic space. And they were able to increase their premiums by 5.9% in the last half, which you don't really oh, hear of a lot of insurance agencies yeah. able to do that. Obviously, Steadfast, their major competitor, they're in a little bit of a different space, but they are that sort of roll-up business. So I really like this, but I will stick with Michael on this one as far as that. Uh, it's probably a hold at these levels. It yeah. does look like it's run pretty hard. You can buy it for the dividend. Just be cautious of that dividend. Um, they are forecasting that to increase. So you should be okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's run pretty hard. Is it preferred moment. over Steadfast? For me, yes, absolutely. Right. Michael, absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, and Vic, our Fitstock uh, wants a view on Liberty Financial. Um, financial services business, bit of a fintech, if you like, operates within um, Australia and also New Zealand in that housing, personal finance, um, motor finance, business leases sort of area. Um, Liberty Financial. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't really looked at this one um, a lot. So it does look like their net revenue is looking good. They're beat on their NIM, which is their net interest margin. And you always need to be careful about that NIM for uh, understanding uh, what they what they borrow at and then what they give out yeah. and the difference between that is... It's is, the gap, isn't is it? The it's gap. where they make their money and pay their expenses. Correct. Yeah. And that, that needs to be obviously always sort of going in the right direction. And that NIM was uh, up and certainly looking a little bit better. Um, a f- fairly recent listing, as we can see by the chart there, only late last year. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm undecided. I, you know, Potentially, I prefer to be in a bank or, yeah. or something like that for me. So, yeah, it, 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 if you got it, I mean, obviously, I don't know what the IPO price was, but, um, you know, there's, there's sort of, there's some outperforms out there in the market on this one. Um, do you need to be in a smaller entity compared to the big banks that can, yeah. So I, I think you, it, it's a hold. I prefer it to, I prefer to be in one of the big four. Right. I think that's a better place to be at the moment in where the market okay. is. Michael? Um, given that it's a recent listing, I'd be staying away from it and not just because of what we've seen recently with, with Newix, but over time we've, I think generally you're better off just waiting for these companies to do their half yearlies and their yearlies and just make sure they're yeah. on track. Deep um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it looks like this business looks like it's, it's doing well. It's quite, um, it's quite cheap compared to the big four banks, but I think that's factoring in that, that cautiousness around let's not rush into this. So um, I'd prefer to leave it for the six months a year, make sure they are beating 
mm. um, prospectus expectations. Um, and look, if that's the case, then you know, you've got a business here that's doing okay, it's quite cheap, you might actually get some outperformance out of it. Plus, we've got an environment at the moment where the businesses, except today, the businesses that are doing well are those lower PE sort of banks, resources, yeah. etc. So yes, today, you know, I think IT stocks are up today and everything else is down. But generally, if we've tried to pick a trend over the last few months, as difficult as it has mm. been, um, it is those more value orientated companies. So if that continues uh, later in the year, then yeah, you might see some outperformance from this, but I'd wait. Okay. And yeah, and you sort of adopt that with most new listings as well, because yeah. the prospectus promises the earth, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's their marketing document. And you sort of wait to see where they can actually deliver that first mm. to build a track record of consistency. Yeah, and I mean, not everyone takes a company to market because they've picked the top of the market, they're trying to exit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there is probably a little bit of that sometimes yep. as well. Sure. So. Okay. All right, so let's uh, recall the first five stocks here on the call today. Qantas a hold from both Michael and Adam. St. Barbara a sell from both of them. Uh, APA a sell as well. Uh, PWR Holdings a hold. AUB Group a hold as well. And Liberty Financial, a hold from uh, from Adam and Michael is just going to wait because it's a relatively new listing. Give it six to twelve months on from now to see if they keep delivering on what they're promising the market. Uh, here at the call, uh, we've been tracking our own fantasy portfolio since the first of July last year, thanks to our partner Nab Trade. Um, all the stocks that get two thumbs up uh, from our experts on the panel goes into the calls portfolio. If those stocks come up again even if it's in front of a different panel and doesn't get unanimous approval, well, then it goes out. And uh, let's check how we've been performing. And uh, over the last week, pretty flat for the month, down 3% uh, since the 1st of July, up almost 27%. Uh, some of the stocks recently added, uh, Nanosonics, NetWealth, Janice Henderson Group, Smart Group, TPC, uh, some of the stocks are removed, City Chic, Atomos and Wham Microcap. If you want to take a look at all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And uh, quick programming note, um, uh, Safa's uh, two-day conference kicking off in Sydney today. Osbiz is on the ground there. Joining us later this morning is Julian uh, Gordon, Head of Alternative Investments at JB Weir hot off the heels of her panel discussion on ESG investing trends and portfolio construction. So Gillian here just after 1pm. All right, uh, let's get into our um, second lot of stocks. And uh, Adam, Tim wants a view on Estia Health. The, uh, they're in aged care, yep. retirement homes, all that sort of so there's really only two, I guess, in the market. There's a couple, but Estia and Regis are probably yes, the two, two bigger biggest. ones yeah. that are in there. And Estia potentially is the one that needed a lot of looking after back in the day. And obviously post-budget, we've started to see the government start to put more money into the aged healthcare sector. And they're looking to do sort of more funding of sort of just shy of sort of $4 billion of more funding earmarked for supporting some of these operators to meet their requirements going forward. One of the things or the key measures in the 2021-2022 budget was basically that they have announced uh, additional funding for healthcare or operators to up to up to $10 per, 
per day to supplement basic daily care needs from the 1st of July this year. So obviously that will um, do well for SDR and do for an additional $10 per customer per day going forward. I think that's a real mm. positive for the story. And then obviously the, uh, the government's also looked at some additional staff costings as well to help them with that an additional $5 a day going forward as well. So overall, the government's response to that aged care and Royal Commission has been good. And I think it's a multi-year phase rollout, so it's not going to all happen at once. And you can start to see the stock starting to trend a little bit higher. But I'm always cautious about these ones because next year the budget might not be as good. They're going to take some money away. With a stroke of a pen, these businesses can be turned around fairly, fairly quickly. So for me, this one's a hold. I did get into the healthcare space a while back and then... Um, came back out with my tail between my legs <laughs> because it just didn't work for me. So I'm always cautious about this yeah. one. I um, think it has good, strong management, good track record, and the government definitely needs to do something to address a lot of the aged care concerns out there. Yeah. But as an investment, I, I think you could probably find somewhere else. And the aged care Royal Commission really knocked them around, didn't yeah, they? It did. the, the, the entire well, sector. Yeah, and, and you know, they're looking at some how they treat people and, you know, it, yeah, yeah it, it's not great. So, um, yeah, for me, it's probably an avoid, but I think a hold is the better yeah. way to talk it, say it at the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult business. They, they need to turn a profit, but they're not just selling widgets, they're dealing with our elderly. So it's this yeah. fine line between yeah, trying to... It's very emotional too. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's right. So the, the recent news is, is a positive and the share price is reacting accordingly. But, um, you know, as Adam said, this can change very quickly. Um, you know, staff costs are high. You know, we could argue that staff costs need to be higher uh, in these mm. in these businesses and, um, and things could change down the track, not just money being taken away, but just increased regulation um, that adds to cost. So very, very difficult business, I think, to be in. Um, at the moment, there seems to be this nice tailwind, happy feeling because of the money from the budget. So for me, it'd be a tentative hold while it's going up. But um, yeah, I'd be looking to exit at some point pretty right. soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's All done right. well, look at it. Like, yeah. It, you know, it has, it's done well, but yeah. yeah. So you're looking to sell? I'd, I'd If I was, in it, I'd hold it, but I'd be right. watching this thing like a hawk because okay. it could do some damage. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Tim. Appreciate the suggestion. Now, William wants a group. Uh, uh, William wants a, uh, a view on another recent listing, Dusk Group. Um, I am when this first listed, <laughs> I thought my wife's going to love this because right? it's 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 basically a candle business. You know, it's it's a business. You know what candles are like. If you if you don't know what to buy somebody for an anniversary yeah. or a birthday or anything, you buy them a candle or send a candle. Well, this is a listed stock that started, but has done, very, done very extraordinarily well, well yeah. and uh, uh, met their uh, targets from the prospectus. So obviously, mm. a really well-run business and looking at big expansion, Michael. Yeah, so this is a case, you know, coming back to what we we're talking about earlier with with new IPOs. Here's a case yeah. where they've listed, they've they've had their results, and then just the other day they've um, they've increased their their earnings guidance. So they've yeah. they've they've gone about it the right way. So yeah. as a result, the share price um, is actually heading up. It's a it's basically doubled since Who would have uh, thought? the end of last year. Earnings, <laughs> earnings yeah. move that way. Yeah. Share price simple, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so, but that, you know, very. You know, I know, I know you're, you're saying that as a joke, quite, quite rightly, 
But it is a reminder, it all gets back to making profits yeah, and earnings, right. isn't it? And yes, you can have every story in a med tech or a tech stock or whatever, oh, we're here for growth, da 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 And there are multi- multiples of revenue, not earnings, mm. but there's got to be become a day of reckoning when stocks have to earn a profit, don't they? Yeah, yeah. People are prepared to pay money for the product or service they offer. And, and we have to remember anything that we buy as an investment, whether it's shares or, or property or whatever, you're buying it because it's you're paying this much today and in the future, you could, hopefully yeah. you could sell it for that much. Correct. So therefore you want to buy something that's going up, not going down. A lot of people fall into the trap of buying something that's going down yeah. because they think that it will just turn around probably soon, soon after they buy it. Um, so yeah, you look at a chart and say, okay, well, it's going down, don't want to buy it. This one's going up, I'll buy it. This sounds almost too simple, but yeah. we want to buy stuff going up. That's the yeah. whole point of investing. So yeah. this chart's going up, they're growing their earnings. I mean, it's just go back to basics. That's right. really what you need to be looking at. And, um, you know, phenomenal numbers. Um, okay, maybe that's that's a big word to use, but look, I mean, uh, like so like for like sales in their recent yeah. update, we're up 44%. So as we know, with a lot of these companies, they they have their existing stores, they buy a whole bunch of new stores, and it's easy to fall into the trap of looking at the headline number, um, earnings growth, but all they've done is just buy a whole bunch of new stores. Yeah. So like for like, so the existing stores have actually increased mm. their sales by 44%. So good organic growth, uh, margins are up. So these are all the, the right things that you need. Um, share price going up. So for me, definitely a hold. I guess my only question would be, you know, how long can this last? I guess they've come off a low base with COVID, so they're doing really well now. Um, yes, they could, I guess you've got an online strategy that could help with sales, maybe because I'm a bloke, I don't understand how many more candles can they sell? With so where's the limit? So <laughs> do they have other similar products they could maybe bring on to help but, expand their But growth? they burn down <laughs> quicker than a couch wears out, for example. Don't yeah, that's yeah. true. So, anyway, yeah. yeah, so look, I guess my question would be, yeah, I mean, how often would you would you buy these? I mean, maybe I've, I need to do more research, but can they, are they selling their, their candles through, you know, say Coven or Amazon? Can they find other channels as well? Um, so I guess my question is longer term, yeah. you know, are these growth numbers sustainable? But for the moment, and they're it's looking, looking to expand overseas, I think. They are, so, yeah. yeah. So we helped float this business. We were one of the JLM, so I need to be a little bit careful. We did take a fee on this, so everyone needs to be careful of that as well. But I'm going to stick with our analyst rating, and it's a buy. Right. Uh, he's got a price target of three dollars sixty on the top on mm. on the on the business. Now, obviously, you know that's that's a, that's a decent little uplift from where it is at the moment, but really. I was with everybody on this panel, like I don't know how many candles you can buy or they do do air purifiers and those kind of yes, misty right. things and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Stuff we, we don't really understand, but um, I didn't get in on the float of this one because I said, no, nah, candles, I'm not into it. And I'm sorely annoyed with myself yeah. because I should have looked at the business and it's had a fantastic run. They have obviously new store rollouts, so they've got about 118 at the moment going forward and they're going to look to do more. And those like-for-like sales were really good. And the online strength is continuing. They're getting about 120% growth out of that online uh, over the previous corresponding period. So look, it certainly is one of those ones that is doing quite well. But the real growth trajectory is obviously it's long-term growth, but it is addressing um, a large addressable market. Now, there's lots of people out there that like buying these kinds of things. 
and it was very fragmented before. So you didn't really have one chain that was in there doing this kind of uh, uh, offering. And so they've really been able to bring that together. You know, one of the other times you go into these things and it smells like, you know, if you've got hay fever or whatever, you can't go in there because there's just so many scented things going around. So it's usually all the guys are sitting outside and all the girls are inside <laughs> looking at those kinds of things. But the, gro- the growth is that they don't have any debt. It's a decent dividend yield. So that's something that I think that you could uh, definitely hang your hat on. And it has a very compelling story going forward for us. So we've got a buy on at $3.60 price target. I'm going to stay with our analysts on this one. You got it right first time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's um, men are from Mars, women from Venus type thing. Yeah. So candles and also how many cushions can you have on a bed? <laughs> no, that's the other thing. Not too many, obviously. Oh, I know. Oh, no. You've got the throw cushion, then you've got this oh, cushion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Making, making the bed would be a breeze, except for all the cushions you've got to put back on the top of the donut. All right. Um, yeah, but a really interesting business. All right. Um, our next stock is Retail Food Group. And um, uh, Lloyd wants a view on that. Lloyd says... I don't hold this stock, but have been following this company for a while. Obviously, some serious issues with civil and ACCC um, issues, uh, along with closures due to COVID. Share prices being smashed down from six bucks to seven cents. I do note some serious investors have been accumulating shares over the last few months. Wonder whether things have actually bottomed out for the stock. Now, it's owns a whole bunch of retail franchises, don't they? Uh, Donut King, Brumby's Bakery, Michelle Patisserie, uh, Crust Pizzas, The Coffee Guy. Yep. It's quite a big portfolio, isn't it's it? It's massive. And it's uh, Huge. Uh, consumer discretionary. So yep. it's not the staple side of things, Woolies and Coles. It's the discretionary. But we drink a lot of coffee. We yeah. potentially... Glory jeans. Yeah. So yeah, like all nice. of these things going forward. Let's potentially not talk about what happened in the past because right. I think we really, well, you can always find out what, what has happened in hmm. the past because it's been a horrible run for these guys and Awful. they've had to recap this business and they've still got a lot of negatives inside of that court cases hmm. uh, and, and, the, and the like. Um, again, we cover this and we help recap this business uh, uh, oh. earlier. So sort of need to be a little bit careful what I say here, but... Um, we've got a buy on it. It is high risk, everyone. It is high risk, but we've got a 14 cent price target on at the moment. So I think that's something that you need to be a little bit cautious about is that these recaps, it's going to take time for them to get out of all of the, I can't swear, but all of the stuff that they're, that they're going <laughs> in. And if these issues can be resolved then they should be on track then to move forward and things actually might look pretty good. So when will they be, how long will they take to, to resolve? Uh, I think the biggest one uh, is the um, the regulatory overhang and that's the major issue that the, they've done, ACCC has done a multi-year investigation in, in some of their historical matters. Yeah, the French. So it could deals. take years. Okay. Okay, right. so buyer beware. Yep. Got some great brands, though. Absolutely. Management turnaround is pretty is, is what what we're looking at, and the new management in there are very, very good. Oh, are they? Yeah, they are good. Oh, so, but be careful. Okay. Be warned. Michael? Yeah, look, I, I don't know if I'd have the, the patience to, to wait it out. Um, yeah, very, very high risk. I, I guess it's different to, you, you know, history has shown there's plenty of companies that have been beaten down and have, have risen back up again. I yeah. mean, if you look at some big examples like Apple and 
and Amazon. So, you know, share prices that have come back a long way and then bounced. But if we have a look at, I guess, the products here, yeah, it's very much sort of a brick and mortar offering. Um, I guess it's hard to make, it's hard to get good margins sometimes on these businesses with rising input costs, except rent. If you, except um, if you're Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I just, I just wonder how much maybe loyalty there is to some of some of these brands. If you're mm. used to buying your coffee from Shell's um, Patisserie, whatever it is, I yeah, mean, yeah, you'd probably yeah. just buy it coffee at the one next door Correct. if you if you like the barista. Yeah, or... it, yeah the barista. Yeah. So, yeah. I just think that, yeah, it's very, very difficult to. I think I don't know what the odds are of of trying to make a return, no. let's say, in five years' time. Depends here, on the management, does it? New yeah. management coming in, yeah. whether they're really good and have a track record. And they've got to be ruthless, those new guys. <clears throat> they've got to be yeah. just cutting costs. They've got to, you know, and they've, they've, the problem is they've got a lot of stuff that, that's taking them, their eye off the ball oh, of the business okay. because yeah. of these court cases right. and everything else. So, but in some ways, yeah. maybe the ruthlessness was what sort of got them in part of their, yeah. part of this situation yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah. just trying to really screw down those individual um, franchisees. Yeah, franchisees. So, yeah. look, I, I take it it's tough. Um, you know, if you, Put a few grand in there and just close your eyes and had a look in five years' time. It's almost a binary. Yeah, maybe double your money and maybe it's still just languishing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. no from you. No. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's go the other end of the food and retail. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this program's all about. Uh, something that hasn't got into trouble and been doing quite well. De- um, Jeff wants a view on Woolworths. Michael, uh, does the demerger of Endeavour mm. Group? Make it a buy, or should I leave it well alone? I, Endeavour Group still all their liquor. Yeah, all the liquor stuff. stuff. So the, yeah, the, the, the VWSs. Yeah, the yeah the stuff that's that's been growing and doing well. Look, I ultimately I wouldn't bother with Woolworths here as an investment. I think that it had a nice little uplift on on that news. We're all hoping that okay, if they can get rid of that, get some cash and a bit of return to shareholders. But then it just goes back to a business that's. You know, growing at a few percent a year in terms of earnings growth. Um, not much scope to to expand beyond that um, if they're going to stick to being a pure um, supermarket play. So uh, the way it's trading, when I have a look at the chart for the last year, yes, it's been trending up. Um, but over the last several months, there has been a lot of volatility in its share price movements, which tells me there's a bit of, you know, probably money trying to get out while um, some other money just comes back in. So I think that the share price looks at risk um, of falling further here. So I'd, um, I'd stay away. Okay. Adam? So I'm going to go more of a fundamental view than a charting view. And this is a buy. It's right. 100%. I don't do many table thumpers. <laughs> this is a table thumping buy. There's okay. a couple of reasons why. First of all, the reason why they're divesting the Endeavour Group is that they've had very large pension funds around the world to turn around and say, we want to invest in your business, but we can't because it's got liquor, gambling and tobacco. So it's an ESG issue. Correct. Right. So you've got massive funds that have all their members are saying we want ESG and they want to invest in these kinds of businesses, but they can't. Uh, ESG is environmental, social, social, governance. governance, the whole thing. And we've talked about this a bit before on the call. There's been a massive swing to it, Unbelievable. hasn't there? Right Unbelievable. around the world, sort of these um, sort of ethical funds. Twenty years ago, you'd go, "Oh yeah, leave me alone, yeah, can't make any money, that sort of stuff." Now they are powerhouses, Unbelievable. and demanding change of big corporates, including Correct. Woolworths. 
So everyone has to get back to a net zero uh, margin and all companies are trying to do this, but Woolworths has definitely said, okay, we're going to demerge this. Now, that's Dan Murphy's, which is a fantastic business, BWH, BWS, uh, Jimmy Brings, which I wasn't aware of before, which is that home delivery uh, alcohol business, and ALH, which is the Australian Leisure and Hospitality. Now, that's 3,000 pubs around Australia with gambling, tobacco, and obviously alcohol inside of that. So it's actually a bit of a powerhouse. So what's going to happen is that generally nine times out of 10, when a company demerges from another company, the child will outperform the parent over the first 12 months. So that's mm. the first reason why you'd buy Woolworths is, is that you buy one share in Woolworths, you're going to get one share in Endeavor. Endeavor. Okay, so that's the first reason. The second reason is, is that if you've got these large pension funds wanting to invest in Woolworths, there's going to be more volume coming through into Woolworths. Potentially that chart might look a little bit better on the volume side because after the demerger, they'll be able to now start to invest right. in this business. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is, is they're going to get a capital injection of $2 billion from the sale of the Endeavor Group. That means Woolworths is going to keep the dividend nice and solid. They might even make a capital return. And I think this one is an absolute no-brainer that everybody should have some Woolworths in their portfolio. If you don't like the Endeavor Group or you don't like <clears> that, then you can sell that off after it's performed, you know, yeah. done quite well. But Woolworths, stable. Yes, the, the stock has leveled out because those like-for-like sales are never going to be continuing to be the same after post-COVID. In, in, we talked about this many a times mm. through COVID. You know, you used to have this sort of everyone was buying toilet paper, stocking up, doing all this kind of stuff. That was three Christmases in a week. They're not going to be able to keep those like-for-like sales. So yes, you're right. It does grow on a 3%, 4% per annum. But if that dividend solid, I think it's a great business. Top 20 biz, top 20 company, it's a buy. Okay. So the kicker for Woolworths, at this point of time, is that buying to Woolworths and you'll get shares in, Correct, uh, in the Endeavour Group. In the Endeavour so Group. And June then, 16th is the record date, so you have to be on the share register before right. June 16th. Okay. And then Woolworths itself will get $2 billion coming back into Wish to do whatever it likes. So it could be capital return, could be a high dividend, or they could go out and buy something else. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Uh, Jeff, an interesting type of Woolworths there. Our final stock, uh, Adam, is Sky City Entertainment. Chris wants a view on that. Of course, it's the uh, smaller uh, competitor to Crown Crown Resorts, um, which is in the news at the moment, and um, with Star Star Takeover offer. Well, a couple of people bidding for Crown at the moment. So, look, I I think, you know, is it Star, Sky City? Or Sky City. Sky City, yeah. Look, um, for me, look, it looks okay, but you, you potentially, you've missed your run if you're looking to get into these casinos because Crown was the reopening trade. Yeah. I think we added it to the portfolio mm. and I should have done very well after yep. Jimbo and I talked about it because then the sec- first bid and <coughs> the second bid yep. came. So I was happy to see that. I think my preferred group is Star Group. I think right. that they, if they get Crown... They will then have wiped out a lot of their competition here in, in Sydney. They'll get a brand new shiny building on the foreshore. Um, I think I think yeah. that's a better play to do this. The smaller ones, yes, you can look at look at those. I, I prefer to be in the larger guys. So Star would be mine. Hold it if you wanted. Uh, yeah, if you've got it, hold it. It, it doesn't look. It, it actually the numbers are actually doing okay. They've actually done all right mm. uh, on that. But I, I think uh, SGR or the Star Group is a better yeah. play in that space. Michael? 
Um, it looks fine as a hold. It looks like their earnings are heading back towards those pre-COVID levels yeah. and they should continue to, they should get there, um, of course. So look, it looks okay as a hold. I, I agree, it's probably too late to be buying it now. I think it's done most of its move. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at something in that space, I, I like um, Aristocrat. I mean, yeah, we've been cool. constantly yeah. buying it over over the years, so that's yeah. another one to look at. Okay. Uh, it's had a pretty good run lately as well. Yeah, they just the upgraded their guidance a few days ago and the stocks yeah. popped 10% to an all-time high, so I wow. think that'll just keep motoring okay. along. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, recap the uh, final five stocks. Estia, a hold from both Adam and Michael. Um, Dust Group, a hold from uh, from Michael, a buy from Adam. Uh, Retail Food Group, uh, a high risk buy um, from Adam, uh, a no from Michael Woolworths. Um, not just a buy, a thumping buy <laughs> from um, <laughs> from Dorsey, uh, a no from uh, Michael and Sky City, uh, a hold. The guys prefer Star or Aristocrat. Um, that's a terrific bunch of uh, stocks we went through yeah, today. So yeah. thank you for sending them in. Michael Gable from Fairmont, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Love your views, Dorsey. Always good to catch up yep, from Shore and Partners. Uh, if you'd like us to uh, look at any stocks you're interested in, put them in an email to us, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Uh, the calls portfolio, um, you can see all of that, osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And if you want a complete wrap-up of the day in business, the markets, what's been going on, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. You get Scuddy's View. You get a link to the Close of Business podcast. Also, links to all the most popular videos and interviews during the day. Uh, you can subscribe, osbiz.co forward slash the COB. Uh, and also, the stockbroking uh, conference continues in Sydney today. Uh, coming up uh, at one forty this afternoon, where Ausbiz is down there, taking a look at everything that's going on. Bahari Ross, the head of research and portfolio manager at Magellan Financial Group, will be joining us at one forty on uh, value investing and the what if to, re- to rotate and when to rotate debate. Uh, Bahari will be giving us her views on that. That's here at one forty p.m. So a lot happening if you're interested in the share market making money. You don't want to go away. Back after break. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.